This is the Decision Masters Podcast. I'm Kirsten Parker, the decision coach for overthinkers. When you feel good about your decisions, life feels good. You get to be present in your days and excited about where you're going. I'm going to help you build your decision mastery so it's easy to know what you want, navigate uncertainty, and handle any feelings that happen. Whether you're in the middle of some overthinking angst right now, or you simply love feeling in charge of your choices, you're in the right place. Clear, confident decisions are right around the corner. Let's get into it. Welcome back, friends. I wish I could share my screen right now because I have my text messages appear on my computer when I'm just doing kind of in-between work and I was getting ready for the podcast. So I wasn't working with clients or anything. And I had my text messages up and I just see this little pop-up of my husband's face covered in our miniature dachshund and then like six more. Like this is what happens when you work from home and then sometimes your husband is just also lying on the couch. You're like, I'm getting important stuff done here. And meanwhile, he's just having the best day of his whole life. And so is our dog. So I'll probably put those on my Instagram stories or something because everyone, ugh, everyone just needs a little more doxy in their life. It's just too good. All right. Today, I would love to talk about two things. First of all, I realized we talk about so many coaching tools and concepts on this podcast, but I have yet to share details of how coaching with me actually works. Besides having clients come on the podcast and talk about their experience, and I feel like that's the best way to hear how the process works, hearing it firsthand from somebody who's experienced it or who is experiencing it. But I just wanted to take an opportunity to like break it down. Let's look behind the curtain. Let's talk about like what is coaching and how does it work with me? And since I couldn't just leave it there, and I want this episode to give you something to take with you into your real daily life, whether we work together or not, whether we are already working together or not. And as I was creating the notes for sharing how coaching works in this episode, it became clear to me that I'm also sharing a framework for getting help. And that's the thing I want you to take away into your daily life. We have a wonky relationship with help and getting help, professional or otherwise. And I want to offer this framework as a way to simplify it. Because when you know what the system is, you can manage your expectations, you can lay the path and make it easier to walk down. So that's what I want you to take away from this episode. We're going to do a behind the scenes, behind the curtains look at what does coaching actually look and feel like and what happens and how can it affect your real life if we're to ever work together. And let's get you a three-step framework for getting help so that you can think about the idea of getting help in a more empowered, proactive, intentional way. Sound good? So I'm a decision coach, which means I'm a life coach who specializes in upgrading the system and habits with which you make decisions. When people hear that or they come across me on socials and they hear me talking about overthinking or people pleasing or perfectioning or procrastinating and achieving your goals and enjoying your life more, they have usually one of two reactions if we're like boiling it down to broad strokes. They have an lean in like, ooh, tell me more reaction 
like a, ooh, this is for me. You're my people. Or they have a, well, not that reaction. They have a like, cool, okay. This is what we're paying attention to for the first step of the framework for getting help. Step one is following your intuitive hit. As I mentioned, people like us who can be overthinkers, who can be overworkers, can have a complicated relationship with help. This means we might have years, decades of practice suppressing or ignoring this intuitive hit we get when we come into the orbit of something that could help us. And I would like to encourage you to pay more attention to this intuition more. Really start listening to yourself about what you are drawn to and what you are kind of repelled from, especially if you are going through a challenge or you want to achieve great things or make a lot of progress or both. This is what coaching is great for, helping you through a season, however long that lasts, where you are experiencing particular challenge, usually more than one, and or you want to make intentional progress and achieve things that matter to you. And you know me, I'm all about fast, efficient decisions, making your life easier. A great thing that will happen when you pay more attention to these intuitive hits you have when you are drawn towards somebody, when you want to lean in on something, when you're like, oh, this could help me maybe, is that it will save you so much time. I recently signed up to work with a social media mentor. I didn't spend three weeks researching all the options and introducing new ideas to my brain. I trusted the intuition that led me to follow her and start liking her stuff and bookmarking her stuff. When it came time to make a decision, to take action, it was easy. So much time saved. Love it. So the first step of you and I working together, as of now at least, December 2023, is hopping on a consultation call. The consult is where we get a feel for each other. Like I said, this is you following your intuitive hit on, I think this could help me. And it's where you find out, okay, what would this entail? Would it help me? When the framework of getting help, this is step two, investing in fact-finding, okay? The consult itself that we have together is free, but you do invest your time. This is a really easy step to avoid because of our risk and loss-averse brains, because we can sneakily raise the stakes of stuff in the background so that when we look at taking a step like booking a consult call, our brains have tricked us into thinking, you're committing, you're taking nine steps at once, you're acting before you're ready. Again, we're just making this framework set up for you so that you have a process to follow and you know what to expect as you go through this journey of getting help. So you've followed an intuitive hit, you've listened to yourself about, oh, I think this person or this thing could actually help me. And then you're going to ask, what can I invest in in order to get the data I need about how this thing will work, if it'll help me in the way I think it will, how I feel about it. And sometimes it will be like a little scary feeling like, ooh, I have to talk to a person on a consult or I have to pay for a trial or whatever it is. But ask yourself, is this going to move me forward in this direction that I want of getting help and finding out if this is the right help? And how do you feel about that? And make sure your brain isn't sneakily raising the stakes and convincing you that saying yes to a consult or saying yes to a trial or saying yes to whatever it is, is saying yes forever to the biggest possible final option. 
So if we decide on the consult that it's a fit and we're going to work together, yay, we start your coaching program. This is step three of the framework for getting help. And it sounds pretty self-explanatory, but it is a really important step. And it's in here because people skip it. Step three is deciding. You have to commit to making a decision. What I see creates so much stress and then ultimately so much internal noise and disconnection from yourself is people do kind of follow their intuition some of the time. They walk a little bit down this path where they think, oh, this person or this thing could help me. And maybe they do get a little more information on it. And then it goes away. It literally just like swoops to the back of their mind, the background of their life, and they never get back to it. Because they have not committed to making a decision one way or another, right? You either decide, yes, this is the help for me or no, this is not. And here are my reasons. And here's what I'm going to do next with all of this new information I have. So that's why I say it sounds like maybe a little bit of a duh step, but it's so important to give yourself this gift of decisiveness. I promise it's going to help you feel more in charge of your decisions. It's going to help you feel more on your own team because you're not going to be going down all these half paths of this stuff could make my life better or help me. And then like, well, I never got back to them. You end up feeling so deprioritized and so like you're neglecting your own goals. And ugh, it's just not, not a nice feeling. And if you want to take ownership of this challenge that you want help with or this goal or progress that you want help with, let's start with this decision to get help, right? Let's be decisive. So that's your three-step framework for getting help. Use this. Take it into your next life situation where you might consider getting professional or official help. It's not always paid help that we avoid getting, but I'm talking about stepping up your game, not just like asking your friend for her opinion or asking your partner to be your accountability buddy, like really up in the stakes a little bit so that you create some extra charge and you create some extra structure and accountability and guidance and help and support. So the three steps you're going to do is follow your intuitive hits, invest in fact finding. And then step three is decide. Now, I'm going to give you an idea of what it's like to coach together. What does it feel like to be in a coaching program? How does it work? What kind of conversations do we have? What kind of goals can we work on? Your coaching program, whether it's a private one-on-one -on -one program or you're in Decision Masters, which is the small group program I run, every coaching program starts with a kickoff session where we establish your vision, goals, and values. This gives you a super solid understanding of where am I? Where am I going? Who do I want to be? How do I want to feel? What do I want to change? Which is delicious because you get to feel intentional and clear and grounded, even if you also feel overwhelmed and confused about some stuff. You have committed to not stay overwhelmed and confused or just wait till that goes away on its own, hopefully someday soon. So we kind of locate you on a map, as it were. We find out where are you? Where do you want to get to? And I work with people on internal and external goals. What I call internal goals are be nicer to myself or be less self-critical, lower my baseline daily stress, feel more connected in whatever relationship, be less reactive to your boss, make this decision about your career by X date. 
And of course, since I work with people on decision making, a lot of the internal goals that we establish and are going to make progress towards are less overthinking, feel more decisive, trust my decisions more and second guess them less, make more decisions based on what I want and not people pleasing. And then external goals are more tangible. Finish the first draft of my book by this date. Get the cabin on the market by this date. Now, you might already hear that and be thinking, oh, that's a lot. And accurate. People have a lot of things that they want to change and make progress on in their lives. But it's so easy to get overwhelmed by it because, A, we don't know how. How do you be nicer to yourself? Ugh, that sounds weird and hard and time consuming. And I'm so tired and I have so much work to do. I don't know when I'm going to get around to that. And I've always been like this. So how do I know how to change it? Am I reading your mind right now? So there's that. And there's also like, how do I do all of this at once? So this is where I always remind people, yes, this is why you're not living your life just like everybody else trying to do everything else by themselves, which is not a knock on anybody else. You are just giving yourself the gift of acting on the desire to feel better and have more of what you want. And that requires help. So if you're listening right now and you're thinking, I would like to feel less stressed and feel better about my time management and get this like project done. And I don't know how to do all of that at once. That's where I invite you to breathe. And remember, if we're working together, you don't have to do it all at once. and You don't have to do it all by yourself. People enter a coaching program as a commitment to themselves. Like I'm going to keep this stuff important and I'm going to make space for it in my life. And I'm going to ask this person with an expertise in these areas to help me get it done in a way that doesn't burn me out and doesn't cause me to neglect the rest of my life. So from there, from that kickoff session where we've established your vision, goals and values, we start looking at how can we start changing these habits? Where can we utilize opportunities in your everyday life to practice laying down new patterns deviating from old patterns. And we look at how are we going to be proactive about these external goals that you have? What time and energy are you realistically going to give them this week, this month? What's the game plan? What feels like it's going to be hard about that? And how can we make it easier? So we start introducing a little extra structure, not changing everything all at once, not deep diving into burnout, but introducing a little proactive, intentional structure we also increase your awareness of this vision you've established for who you want to be, how you want to feel, these values that you've identified that you want to align with, and the habits that you want to change. So what that looks like in a real life coaching session or on Slack, because I communicate with all of my clients on Slack, so you don't feel like you're on an island by yourself between sessions. What those conversations look like are a mix of checking in on what are we celebrating? What went well? What progress are we proud of? What worked this week or this month? And then checking in on the goals. What are the plans? What support do you need? What structure do we need to implement? What problems do we need to solve to take the next step? And we look at your daily life. So this is the stuff that sometimes people feel like, is this the right thing to bring up? This feels like a small thing. Maybe you had a reactive moment with your partner. Maybe you ruminated for two days on something you got in a text message. Maybe you said yes to something at work that you have no time for, but you always say yes to this person because they always come in with their energy all hot and like feel really intimidating. So a lot of our coaching conversations end up being about your daily, I call it ground level life experience 
This is important because this is where change happens. Change happens in your day-to-day moments. It doesn't happen on the cerebral, high-level, cognitive plane of life. We have to tap into that. We have to go to that high level. But you're not going to change your people-pleasing habits from inside your head exclusively. You have to go out into the world and be in situations where you have opportunities to people-please and start experiencing those opportunities differently. So that is what we work through in the coaching conversations. We look at, okay, so you were invited to three events in the span of one and a half days. You said yes to all of them because you felt obligated or you were worried about offending someone or you feel like it's your duty as a good friend or a good blah, 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 blah. Now let's look at how you really feel. How do you feel without a filter? What do you want to do? Let's find out why. Let's investigate the options that you see. Let's question any assumptions happening. Let's find a way to get you feeling in charge of whatever choice you make. Let's talk about what fears and questions are coming up when you think about making those choices. We have all of these conversations without any agenda towards a specific decision. We don't work under any agenda other than helping you move towards your vision of being the person you want to be, aligning with the values that you said were important and making meaningful progress on the goals that matter to you. That's it. And if one of your goals is people please less, feel more in charge of my choices, then we're going to use all the opportunities we can without judgment to work on that habit change and get you making decisions in the way you want. So that's one little taste of how our conversations can look. They can start with someone bringing up like, oh, I did this thing or I'm ruminating about that thing or I'm super frustrated about this thing. And we just kind of dig into that. How can this be an opportunity to move forward in your goals or align with your values? And then some of the coaching conversations start off more logistically. So you have some goals you want help with. I can help you organize your thoughts around them minimize some chaos, figure out some time structure. And then we get into evaluating, okay, how's it working? How easy is it to implement this plan that we created? And these conversations are so helpful for overworkers who are too freaking hard on ourselves because we tend to think, I just need to do it better. I just need to do better work and stop being so fill in the blank, however you're judging yourself. And I just need to figure it out and it'll get done. So that's when we have coaching as the kind of container to remind us, oh yeah, I don't just want to be a productivity machine. I want to get so-and-so done. I want to make progress on X thing. I also want to set kinder self-expectations. I want to be less self-critical. I want to enjoy my day-to-day existence more, which is hard to do when you're like constantly beating yourself up for not doing enough. Am I right? So we can take a look at the logistics of how's your goal progress, what you doing, what's working, what's not working. But we don't just look at it through the lens of productivity and efficiency. We look at it through the lens of, is this happening in the way that you want? Are there things we can make easier? Are the things that you think are hard really the problem here? I was talking to a client who wasn't making the progress she wanted on something that she was creating And she really thought it was just a time management issue or a focus issue. It should just be like something with an easy fix. And if you've been with me a while, then you know one of my mottos is, if it were easy, it'd be easy. I just heard Rachel in my head. It wants a cheater, always a cheater. Sorry, if you know, you know. So when our session, she was kind of beating herself up for a while about like how she should just be able to work on this thing better and more, and she's not. And I invited her to take a breath. 
invited her to do a little compassionate self-forgiveness for that judgment fest, because that is not the way she wants to achieve this goal. She does not want to beat herself to the finish line. That's not what we're trying to do here. And then I just ask little more specific questions about what's happening, what her thinking is, and she gives herself time to reflect. She gets out of the mindset of, I should just be doing this and everything is wrong with me that this isn't done yet. And she gives herself a chance to actually breathe and actually look at what am I thinking? How am I doing things? And we find really significant challenges that are in place that are preventing her from making the progress that she wants that have nothing to do with time and focus and scheduling and the lighting in your office or whatever we think is the problem. Sometimes you need that outside perspective to ask these questions of, well, how are you thinking? What consequences are you afraid of that you might not even know about? What are you assuming? What standards are you holding yourself to? What help are you not asking for? So that's another little taste of a behind the scenes coaching conversation. And just as a disclaimer, I know I share client stories on here and clients have been generous enough with their time to come on to the podcast and do interviews, which is so much fun. I'll link a bunch in the show notes. But I also just want to put out there that anytime I share a client story that's not them talking directly to you, it's always kind of an amalgamation of a few clients. I am not here to spill anybody else's tea. So when I'm telling a client story, it's usually kind of a combination of a few stories that's representative of a real person's experience. I just wanted to make that note that we're respecting privacy over here. And if a story sounds familiar and like I'm talking exactly about you, then that is just evidence that everyone's going through the same stuff. I promise we're all experiencing the same mental wonkiness, the same self-judgment. We're riding the same struggle bus a lot of the time. That's why help like this exists, because I've worked with enough people on the same challenges, on the same habit changes that we can get you moving through in a super efficient and clean and effective way. So I hope that was fun for you to hear a little behind the scenes on what coaching is like in the moment of the conversation. And I hope you take the three-step framework for getting help into your life. And I hope you get all the freaking fracking help that you need. And if some of that help is from coaching, if this episode has helped you kind of fill in the blanks of what coaching is like and you want to know more, you want to trust that intuitive hit, book your consult. We've already established that it's a no-risk, no-commitment, fact-finding mission for both of us. My job is to find out if I can really help you and if this is the right fit for you. And your job is to find out is this what I really want? Is this the right person, timing, all the things? And remember, if you're listening real time, so December 2023 or January, the next Decision Masters program starts January 23rd. And if you sign up in December and you get two bonus hours of private coaching on top of everything else that you get in the program. So if you're looking for a great gift to give yourself, I'm biased, but I would love for you to consider bringing some coaching into your life and making everything easier. So all those links are in the show notes. I hope you have a fabulous week and I'll see you soon. 
Hey, want to find out your decision style? Um, obviously. Go take the decision style quiz. It's in the show notes and at kirstenparker.com forward slash quiz. We all have our style when it comes to making decisions, but do you know how to use your default way of thinking to your advantage? Or do you mainly get stuck in the most annoying parts of overthinking and people-pleasing? The decision style quiz has your answers, my friend. Take it right now at kirstenparker.com forward slash quiz.